0: Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey Derek and JK3
1: all right welcome to down by the bank affiliated with the blue wire podcast network this is Corey hey guys what's up it's Derek what's up guys this is jk3. So it's we're recording at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, this is prime uh, Jaguars breaking news territory. JK3, I think you're talking about that. I don't know if we should wait two more hours just to see if we get our offensive coordinator hire uh, news coming. But uh, what's your thoughts on that? I, I they, It's like they were trying to pull a fast one. It, it really felt like it. I felt like
2: when they fired Urban, I was about to go to sleep, and then my phone just started just, zzz, 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 just, just going off. And then the same thing with, with Doug. Like they announced Doug at like 10, 10, two. And it's like, bro, we got to sleep. You got to work tomorrow. If This is back in the day at like maybe Oh, Oh nine, you know, 10, 11, 12. And I was up, you know, just banging out a bunch of hours of call of duty.
1: It'd be great, but no, nah, not now. Yeah. Derek, what do you think about that? Is that just a, uh, a sign of the haphazard nature of these hires and, and firings that, the uh kind of dysfunction of the organization, or are these things intentional? Because I can't imagine that they're intentional to be
3: all this late in the evening. Dysfunctional is a light word with this <laughs> dysfunctional. <laughs> That's a light word. You're being nice. Okay. There's there's another word I want to say. We won't we say we won't say it on the show. That's what I want to say. Uh jacked up, messed up, clustered. Uh yeah, clustered. <laughs> yeah. Clustered. S show, Um, (laughs) S show. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what do what do you want to what do you want to say? Like, it's it's bad. It is so bad. It is so bad. Peterson. Yeah, he was the first person they interviewed. Yes, the 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 left which thing. Yeah, all this stuff. Then the it was just bad. Okay, that and the biggest the, the, the worst part of it all. We ended up getting a somewhat decent coach, okay. Good coach. He's a good NFL coach. I don't care what people say. He won a Super Bowl. He's a good coach. Was he the best candidate? That's everyone else's opinion. Whether if he was or wasn't, you know, everyone has their different opinions, but he's a good coach. And we still, like, we got lucky. Why did we get lucky? Who knows? You know, is it because they gave him more juice? to have more control of the roster with Balki, and that they're going to hire a team president or executive light VP of football operations. Yeah. They still got Balky. That's it. I mean, pff, that's a, another headache in its own right. The biggest headache of them all. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's so messed up. You don't need like, that's just how bad it is. I mean, even from the, even from the press conference, you could tell that it
2: was, it was bad. Like you could tell that, you know it was a firing match, people were just shooting, they were, they were taking shots at Khan. Doug is in the middle, Trent's on the right or on the right side, depending on if you're looking at the TV. But anyways, Trent's on the right side, and, and for a while, you know, he was mute. And then, you know, Khan was taking a lot of the heat, but then, you know, they just got these fi- there's just this firing squad, and you know, Doug's in the middle, like, <laughs> is everything all right, guys? And it's like, no, it's not, you know, and when once Shad kind of you know from the way he was answering it confirmed everything we knew as Jaguars fans that you know he he is an absentee owner um it confirmed everything we knew as Jaguar fans that Tony Khan um was heavily involved in the process and then it also um you know we also found out by process of elimination that Trent Balky was actually just rent just interviewing people off the cuff just because you know Khan isn't he he's an absentee, absentee owner. The only people that are making decisions right now, or are are, are are the people that are making those those uh, the 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 detailed choices. I'd say Mark Lamping has got a got a got a little bit of, involved in it. Trent Bulky and um, the new PR lady, Amy Amy something I guess whatever her name yeah. is. But yeah, but no. As far as the football and the day to day operations of it, and I think we're going to get into this later on. But you know, you of course Bulky needs a he 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 needs. A wrangler. He needs somebody there to really make sure that, you know, this is not how things run, because if there was an actual EVP of football operations, there's no way Urban Meyer gets on that plane to go, um, you know, to to Ohio instead of coming back with the team, especially after a loss or doesn't make the team playing or stays behind, whatever the situation was. If there is an EVP, someone there to conduct business operations and make sure this organization is being ran like an actual NFL organization, then that that doesn't happen. But we'll get into that.
1: The press conference was definitely awkward <laughs> and uh, not as celebratory as you'd expect for that kind of hire. Because, I mean, the reviews generally, I mean, everything I've seen, it's like, hey, A plus hire. I mean, aside from all the the craziness leading up to it with left which and, and everything else but a plus you know great hire perfect for this situation but you're right the press conference itself because it i was watching it on my phone uh because i kind of forgot that it was in the middle of the day on a saturday which again super weird not exactly planned out well um but not nearly as exciting and happy as you'd expect it to be so that was kind of a bummer but um peterson was obviously hired that was uh uh pretty well uh, discussed in the national media and locally today. Uh, and Derek, maybe you can hit on this just a little bit since you did a little bit of research on his background. But Mike Caldwell, I don't know if he's officially hired as defensive coordinator, but there was certainly news that broke today that it looks like that he is likely to be signed from Tampa Bay staff. So, Derek, with that hire potentially on the defensive side, um, how do you think the uh, the coaching staff is starting out?
3: I am not I mean, that would be a nice hire except for the fact that he called that nickel blitz in that playoff game, but that's a different story uh, <laughs> against the Rams a couple weeks ago. But until the ink is on the paper with this team in this front office, I ain't trusting a thing. Oh, yeah. did Then he didn't he, just, he? just interviewed up in Baltimore, right? Okay. Let me explain something to you guys. Ozzie Newsom gets who he wants. That's a real organization right there, first class. He's not the GM anymore. He's like the EVP, but he gets who he wants. And if they're all on the same page up there, yes, I know the people have leaked it. Yeah, we trust a lot of leaks around here from all <laughs> levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, All. True. I'm not. I'm not. This is. That's not a direct shot at anyone. That is just all level leaks. You know. Source leak leak sort like good night, man. Okay, either (laughs) announce it or not. Is he coming or not? That's all we want to know. We don't need It's like all this, all these people. You remember the kid that had to be first in line at the water fountain, had to be first in the kickball line, Mm. had to be first every time the teacher said, Go put away your whatever. That's what a lot of these people are. I think I, you know, just like, oh man, you know, Shefty and, and, and what's his face are the worst too, man. I'm like, just shut up, man. Just who's gonna be the coach? They let the team announce it because I care less if you announce it. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think that was the only, the only advantage of, of, of urban having his staff last year is that they like just released it all. Like at the same day, like a starting lineup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like everybody, everybody got really, the names all came out like right at the, almost the same time or within like 30, 45 minutes, uh, you know, of each other, the way they were, they, they were doing it. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's going to leave a little bit, but like you said, Derek, it's going it, to, it does leave a little bit of, you know, you, you're a little gun shy to be, you know, happy about mm-hmm. it because of the way of the, you know, how dysfunctional the team has been, how dysfunctional the front office has been also. Um, but, you know, you do, again, with with a new coaching regime, you've got to think that maybe, you know, Doug had a little bit of a, of a head start and building and reaching out to some of these guys and getting sure, some of these kind absolutely. of loose ends tied up already. So that way, you know, when it came time to offer, you know, they're, they're able to, or if they, they came time to, you know, separate from a couple of, of coaching obligations that they have in the off season, they're able to do it. Um, but, you know, if they are, it, it looks good so far because I, I like it because they're not keeping a lot of the people around, which I wouldn't expect from a new head coach anyway. I would expect for somebody to still bring their own people in, but it is still very refreshing to see at least on, you know, the player and the, you know, the, the team level, you know, aspect that, you know, not a lot of folks are sticking around so far.
3: Yeah. The, 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 the coach itself, the gentleman himself who who they're saying is going to be the D coordinator. That, that would be a decent hire. That would be a good hire. He, he's, a, a d- he's, a, he's he's a he's decent. He's he would be a good hire. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice. You know, trying. You're to, not trying not, to drink that Kool Aid already. Yeah, I'm not trying to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, it would be. It's February. Too early for the Kool Aid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be a good hire. Um, Tampa's defense has you know the the they they built a team, where the defensive line would free up the linebackers. That was the basis of Tampa's whole defense. Was that D line? Would just eat up that offensive line, and then that would free up uh, David and help me out. Who's the the LSU kid? Um, Um, You're talking about um, Avante David and the other other kid, yeah. Um, Devin White, Devin White, yeah. They they would just fly all over the place, and that's oh you got you got Shaq Barrett too, too. Well, yeah. Well, he he's he's coming off that edge. The point is, yeah, that defensive line would eat up that O line, and that's what a defense starts with disruption. Disruption. That's what you do. It's a coordinated disruption of the offense. And it doesn't start at the QB, it doesn't start at the wide receivers, it starts at the offensive line. Remember, no block, no life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't care. It doesn't matter who you have. All right. Cincinnati's probably in the Super Bowl, they they played some good games, and I'm glad they're there. I wanted them to beat the Chiefs, but they can't block with a squat. And the Rams are gonna show everybody on Sunday. <laughs> what, what what their weakness is. Um, but I, I like that the fact that we, we got someone who is known for building disruptive defenses because that's what we need. Because I feel like the couple games we were disruptive on the D-line, Buffalo, we won. Yeah. We won. We won that game because of the defensive line and nothing else. It, the Bills just refused to try to run the ball on us, and we can't stop the run. They kept throwing it, and we were like, shoot, okay, that works for us. So hopefully they can they can build off of one or two pieces we do have, although I did text earlier in the week to you guys and say that besides Trevor, everybody else is expendable on the roster. So, um, you know. And, and what I'm about the, uh, the the quarterback coach? The quarterback coach? Mike McCoy. Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, M- McCoy, what do you think about that? Um I mean I got no I I, I think that's good at, that you, you know both Peterson has an offensive background obviously he was QB he's going to make smart hires around that position and yeah. they need to okay because after this you know dumpster fire Trevor could play like another year and be like you know what? I'm going to go be a missionary or huh. do something or I'm going to make knit sweaters for a year until y'all trade me cuz I'm not putting up with this again
2: I mean, more recently, you know, with McCoy, like, I think he's I think he worked with Justin Herbert, you know, also in. Uh, uh, in
3: San... I, I thought he was. Did, I thought he didn't. I thought they drafted Herbert after he left. After he left. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, Are I you sure he was there? I, I have to look that up, but I don't think he was there.
0: Sorry, guys. Non-football
3: related. And we really should put this on YouTube. Corey's eating an ice cream bar right now. It's actually pretty funny to sit here and watch him sneak this ice cream bar. <laughs> are you guys um <laughs> I, I, yeah,
2: I I don't know. I mean we'll we'll have to just we'll, we'll have to double check it and, and make sure. But yeah, it um, says that
1: he I, was there when Phillip Rivers was still quarterback. Oh, when
2: Rivers was there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so just
3: we Rivers gotta put our trust. He just throws the ball yeah. like a shot put. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We just gotta put our trust in, in in Peterson to to make the right hires to 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 coach him and and to show him what an NFL quarterback is supposed to look like. Not saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't trying, because he definitely is trying. He just doesn't know what the blueprint is. I think one of the cool things. things to, to
2: show him. One of the one of the cool things in the in the um again, this is a press conference. This is the time where you know you the coach has to come in, sell tickets, rah-rah, kiss babies, all that other stuff. Uh, I thought it was re- really good, though. Where where Doug just said, you know, Trevor's an exceptional player, but he's just a player. You know, he's a cog in the he's he's. We got to build around him. You know, he's really good. And I think one of the most important things that he said is that he's played 16 games of game film, uh, and then that game film will have to go through and dissect. You know, knowing that and knowing that he will be responsible for calling the play, the, the you know, the play calls. Like that's something that automatically is just worlds ahead of, of, of and it shows a little bit more promise than where we were last year, um, you know, knowing that he has the actual play calling responsibilities and you're going to scheme around, you know, a player's, you know, strengths, you know, I hope that he is hands on with Trevor and can really just see exactly what we're looking to build and, and really see what's successful on um, what works for his skill set and what doesn't work for his skill set. But overall, you know, it, it just seemed like a little bit more of a professional. I think a little bit more of a a polished hire that came in. You know, and I'm okay with that. You know, of yeah. course, we were. I, I was. We were all sold the dream uh, of Byron coming back home. Um, and you know, it fell through for whatever reason. And of course, Khan danced around that too. But if this is the sec, if this is what we have to quote unquote settle with. I don't see it as settling. I, I think it's a great option. Um, I think it's someone that is, you know, coming in and, you know, record-wise goes, um, you know, pretty. You know, he's won like forty-two games in the last five years. The Jags have won like half of that, like twenty-five, in the same amount of time. So it is an upgrade from a winning perspective and a cultural perspective. Um, you know, and of course, he's won the big one. You know, he he, he went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl uh in 17 so yeah i I'm, i'm 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 happy with it
1: that was my favorite question from the press conference by the way was uh i think it was gene who said did you offer the job to anyone else and then Shad gives like this, like, tw- I'm being facetious, but like a 20-minute answer that like does not answer the question. He's like, at the very end, he's like, uh, well, Doug's the only guy that we uh, let talk to the players or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, so you did, basically. <laughs> That's the impression <laughs> that I got was that absolutely they offered it to somebody else, Byron Lovewich because otherwise you would just say, uh, yes, Doug's the only guy.
2: Yo, and I don't know what... Y'all did to Gene, but oh my God, mm. like Gene, Gene was on, Gene was, <laughs> Gene was literally out to prove like, all right, this is journalism. I, I felt like when Gene was, a, was asking the questions, I felt like he had on like a hat with a little press
1: sticker <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> on the top of it.
1: Like the no, news man. people that covered like Spider Man back in no, the it old was movies. It,
2: like yeah J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> it, it was <laughs> it was like yeah you know, that press conference man it was like they just could not wait they were licking their chops to get in front of Khan and Balky and again that goes with poor communication and dysfunction like you got all this pent up aggression because no one's been able to answer like could you imagine. Like if you, you've got credentials, let's say you are Gene, from Fournette, uh, Demetrius, any of the other, you know, folks that actually, you know, Mike, uh, that's what that's a question for Mike. That's what we got to ask Mike next time. And if you are listening, Mike, which we know you are like, do they just not answer your calls? Do they just not answer your text messages? Do you just not get any answer besides the rumor stuff that bulky is leaking to, you know, to Rappaport? Like, what's that communication like? That, I think that's why you need the EVP to be able to send out and be able to communicate these things.
3: See, and, and some of the questions, you know, scripted and thought and thought process. No, 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 no. You didn't need to think about any question. The only thing that someone just needed to stand up and say, what the hell was that? OK, that's it. They should have just stood up. What the hell was that? Khan probably yeah. would have been like, can you elaborate? <laughs> like, no, 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 you know what I'm talking about. What the hell was that? Tell me, please, for all of your season ticket holders, for all of, you know, supporters out there, for all of the people that work in the stadium, okay, what was that? Because that didn't look like a, a coaching search and hire. That looked like, you know, more of a um, – you know what is it? Freaking, just a discombobulated, like just shipwreck that couldn't get out of its own way. But anyway, no, I, I think that Peterson is going to do a, a good job in, in, in filling out the, uh, the the coaching staff. Be interested to see who the wide receiver coach is going to be. That'll be interesting. I think the wide receivers coach would be interesting. I think
2: the you know the special teams coach um is going to be interesting and you know just the the pieces that they put together and seeing the pedigree that some of these uh you know these coaches come from and seeing you know the overall change because in in my opinion I think the only way you change you know winning culture and I think that's what a lot of the players are going to benefit from or they're going to benefit from having coaches that aren't first year guys in the the you know in the NFL that aren't you know new to the actual you know this level of football i think one of the bigger pieces and the bigger things that they need to bring in is just people that know how to game plan and know how to win games but more importantly people that have been through adversity in a game when they begin their ass kick you know the first half and they come in and make the second half adjustments and then it looks like a different team you know i think that's what the jaguars have been missing for 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 a while it's just someone that knows how to make adjustments you know someone that when you get down 10 the game is not gone. You know, you get down 10, don't pack it in. You're down 10 at halftime. This is what we need to do. This is what we're going to switch up. And these are the adjustments that we're going to go ahead and, and make to be competitive. Um, you know, I think Doug has a very low ceiling here in Jacksonville. Um, you know, just considering that, you know, with his record and the way that it's been going right now, the Super Bowl, and then the 9-7, and 9-7, and seven, and a couple of those 9-7 and seven wins that they had in Philly, you know, they were very obviously very competitive, but, you know, it was a ball bounce away from them being, you know, back to back 10 digit, 10 digit wins after coming off of the Super Bowl, the seven and nine season that he had uh, with Carson Wentz, you know, a couple, you know, balls fall your way. Then, you know, you also you're, you're going to the playoffs and the wild card, you know, with a rookie quarterback. So, I mean, I think those are all very successful ish years, at least the first year, you know, getting that far seven and nine with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Next year, going to, uh, you know, it, the next year before Wentz got hurt, you know, Wentz was, you know, w- in the talks for the MVP. They still win with, with Foles because that team was just a team of destiny. Uh, in my opinion, you had Meek Mill getting out of jail <laughs> that year. You know, Dreams <laughs> and Nightmares was 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 just Philly was there, you know. But, I mean, I think 7-9, 7-9 back-to-back after those, I mean, a, a couple adjustments. And then, you know, the 4-11 and 11 season, I don't, I'm not sure you know what all happened that didn't look too much into it but i think long story short it's a good hire for the jack for, for the jags it's a um it's a it's a consistent hire it's a strong um it's a hire of reputation uh or a reputable hire and you know again he hasn't referred to you know jacksonville as the 904 uh, and he had a
1: really good duval so i like it yeah i did see that video that was pretty good yeah, no, I mean his record overall. Obviously, we'd take that. I think it reminds me of when the Bill O'Brien discussions were happening, and I was trying to, you know, be devil's advocate and con- convince myself that his success in Houston was something I'd still accept. So it's like no. same thing, except much more successful and an actual nice, nice guy that uh, will get along with the rest of the organization. So that's good. No, it's a good discussion. Uh, I know we're excited about the, uh, the moves and seeing the rest of the coaching staff fill out, uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks. Um, but before we jump into some questions from our followers on Twitter, which uh, a lot uh, of which have to do with what we just talked about, and actually some really, really good questions. So we appreciate you guys sending those over. Let's quickly hear from a
0: word from our sponsor. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, so we are back. Again, i uh, got some good questions here from Twitter, so maybe we'll just go ahead and jump into some that relate to the coaching staff in the front office. Uh, Derek, we'll start with you, and I'm going to merge uh lj's two questions together um, this is at lj Mack jr he had one both kind of related to the same thing as far as the uh expectancy around how long doug peterson and trent Balky will be here so do you see doug peterson here in the long term uh especially since we've had such turnover and head coaching ranks lately i guess is where that question is coming from and also how long do you think bulky is going to last in his current role or with the jaguars
3: um, how long do I think Balky's gonna last? I'll answer that one first. Unfortunately, I think he's gonna be here for another year or two, okay? Uh, another couple of years. I hate to say this, but if you want Balky gone, we have to suck, all right? We have to stink. If we start doing well because Peterson's here, Balky's not going anywhere, unfortunately, all right? So we need another season like we had last year to get rid of him. I know that's not what we want, but that's what has to happen to get rid of him. I don't think he's going to do anything to screw it up to where he, he you know, he's going to sour the relationship with the people in the building because he doesn't have any more chances more than likely. So it's uh, that, so tough because you want the team to win so bad, but pff, to get rid of him, they got to stink. Yeah, that's just my opinion, or have a very bad draft, which we don't want to have that either, Um, which he can't draft for crap. So hopefully they get their their stuff together. And as far as Peterson, mm, I think if if the team, if they're able to rally and do some things, somehow do well and get rid of Balky, I think he'll be here for a while. I think he, he he has the potential to be an eight to 10 year guy. You know, Philly is such a tough place to, to, to be a professional coach because their fans demand so much more and their city demands so much more, you know, here we just get on social media and run our mouth and have two people show up with folding chairs at the stadium up There, They'll burn that thing to the to the yeah. ground, like They're for kill. real. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all know some Eagles fans, but for Eagles fans, they take their stuff—not just their football, everything—very seriously. Okay, their their basketball, everything. Ben Simmons hadn't been back to Philadelphia. Okay. He ain't <laughs> coming back. All right, yeah, huh. Doug Peterson can still go to Philly because he got them a ring, so he's welcome anytime. Um. <laughs> But my, my, my point is, I think Peterson could be an 8- to 10-year guy. I think, you know, with the franchise quarterback we do have, if he shows – if he's able to – uh Trevor Lawrence is able to follow the blueprint on how to be an NFL quarterback, like I said, the effort's there definitely. It's just he does, hasn't been shown away. And somehow, if we can do well and get rid of Balky at the same time, which that's very tough, he could be an 8- to 10-year guy. He's not longer. You know, he's 54. He's not 44. Yeah. So he's not trying to move anywhere in his 60s. He probably likes living in Florida. They said he's got a home down in South Florida. So I don't see him wanting to just be here for two to four years and then saying, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Sure. I think the Philly thing, they had some cap issues there towards the end. Um, obviously, Wentz ended up not being exactly who they thought, which it looked like he was on his way to that. But the knee and, um, you know, they they got they hit lightning in a bottle, and then was fast as it got there, it was gone. So, you know, Peterson's not perfect either. He's going to learn from that situation, and let's see if he can sustain some longevity here uh, as far as the, uh, a winning football team. Yeah, apparently he's a
1: big golf guy too, which maybe is an, another appeal to being down in, in Florida. Uh, golf, Meier's- ice cream, and football. You're the perfect <laughs> state. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Good good thought. Um,
2: I, I will no. say, though, that Trev, Tra- I mean, if Hagen is your favorite, I mean, you've got Zumet <laughs> in town. You've got uh San Marco Scoops. You've got Wits. I mean, you know, come on, man. Hagen Does. I don't even know that brand.
1: Is that like a in-store what? thing? What? Something? How yeah. do you not know does I just get like the Costco generic ice cream. I don't really want oh, like God. an ice cream connoisseur, you know.
3: Oh my what? Um, but, well you, you at least know who Ben and Jerry is, right? Yeah, yeah. I know that not one. Tom and Jerry, Ben and Jerry. Yeah, I know. Tom okay. and Jerry is, is, is a reference
2: from a much older Hagen-Daz, era. Man. Yo, you know what, man? The more that I learn about you, the more that I just question, like, if you are one of the lizard people as well. Because you don't watch <laughs> a lot of movies. You don't know what Hagen dazs is. So lizard people. I'm just waiting for you to start molting on, yeah. on camera.
1: <laughs> is that why you asked me about Lizard King merchandise earlier? <laughs> yeah. Is that like a, yeah. a code, like code word? Um, that's actually so. You actually hit on this question a little bit, JK Three. This is coming from uh, Jason Miller at JB Miller Twenty Six, who uh, longtime listener. Uh, he's always interacting with us on Twitter, so we appreciate that. Uh, but what player uh, or players specifically do you think will benefit the most besides Trevor with the Peterson hire?
2: Yeah, no, I think obviously the answer is Trevor. You know what I mean? But I think it's going to be. I think the team has a lot of young and old nucleus. And I would say young because you still got draft picks that are coming in that have been, um, you know, pretty, pretty like on the on the cusp of being able to play. So I think from a talent um, looking in a talent, you know, advisory perspective, like Andre Sisco instantly gets more plays and gets more looks, honestly, because Doug's here and, you know, the team is coming in with fresh eyes. So I think that fresh eyes and that fresh talent evaluation, not bringing in quote unquote, your guys or anything else like that, uh, you know, is actually going to work, you know, for, for, for the most part, I think also, you know, for a lot of players that have been on the bubble, um, you know, like your Gostas um, and, you know, a couple of like your Walker littles, I think this is going to be just a renewed, revamped opportunity to come in and impress a new coaching staff. Um, But then again, for your guys that have been here for the longest time, your Smoots, your Miles Jacks, um, you know, your your Cam Robinson, not, well, Cam, Cam's been here for a while, but um, you know, those, those guys, it's going to be an opportunity for them to really show the leadership and show like what they've been through here in Jacksonville. And they're going to, you know, kind of lean on, Uh, Doug may lean on them as well to figure out what exactly, you know, is the culture and what exactly do we need to change it? And how can we actually turn this thing around fast? Um, Smoot has been one of my favorite and now have been one of my favorite players on the, on the team because he consistent, he's been consistent. I mean, he's, and he's been with the team from the lowest of the lows, the highest of the highs, but through every situation. Um, And now, you know, he's got another new coach. So where he could actually come in and really just benefit and really be able to show that. But I think, that there's going to be some players on this team that should have been cut last year, that will be cut this year because of one from a talent perspective and a talent evaluation but two getting some fresh eyes onto the current roster and the current team, um, you know, status right now is going to help a lot of people. I mean, tremendously. I mean, of course, Trevor is going to benefit from the one-on-one um, you know, from the inter, uh, from the interaction as well. But I think, a lot of the core players and a core you know, team build are really going to get an opportunity to, to learn what, you know, what they were doing, um, you know, why they were preparing different. Um, and then I think too, this is going to really trim the fat on the roster and, you know, get his team at least in place or the core players in place for him to build, not necessarily on this draft, but maybe build on the next draft as well. I think he mentioned also in the press conference that this thing is not going to get turned around, you know, overnight, so to me, that means an extreme gutting of the roster, and I think that goes through with the players that are currently here in town, the players that want to be here, the players that are currently working, and the players that are currently reaching out to him as well. Um, you know, are going to be you know some of the beneficiaries of you know getting that relationship started and getting that relationship off the ground running right now, so they can all have one team and everybody can be pulling in the same direction. Um, you know, even Josh Allen as well, you know, being out there, uh, James Robinson, a lot of those players are out there, um, you know, trying to get that face time with him, trying to understand. I think they all, you know, pretty much benefit from him, um, you know, being here on the team.
1: Eric, uh, just to kind of circle back to the front office <coughs> piece, this is coming from Big Will at Big Will 904. Um, I think you know maybe this question kind of goes without saying a little bit which I mean maybe is his point um but he did have an interesting follow-up question how important is the new EVP position for the Jaguars and are the rumors true that the NFL is forcing this new position which I thought was kind of an interesting question
3: Not laughing at the second part of that question I'm laughing because it's probably true who knows <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, Roger Goodell is probably up at his office in New York, you know, 50, 60 million dollars a year. Health benefits covered and all. Picking up the phone. Dialing 904. Hey, shot.
2: 633-2000.
3: It's, yep. <laughs> it's Roger. How's it going? Hey, uh, what's going on, man? Uh, You know, just trying to understand where you guys are at. You know, we got some TV money riding and season ticket report came in and it's not looking too good. Um, you know, if you want to fire, if you want to fire Trent, go ahead and fire him. I, I don't care. We just need those numbers up. We need that money looking right. That money's not looking right. <laughs> OK,
1: this is an actual so transcript.
3: He's probably, or he's <laughs> probably like, hey, y'all, y'all still want to keep playing games at one o'clock. <laughs> I know it's hot down there. Hey, I mean, you want to take that third game to London? I mean, shot, I I don't know. Uh, You keep it up. I I just don't know. Hey, if that was true, that would be amazing. Um, You know, I didn't know that I thought the NFL was a business, not a kinder care that they'd have to take care of their one of their teams. Um, But no. The, the fact that, that we even have to have that, you know, thought of that rumor or lot rumor, which whichever it is, is just so bad for us as a team. Um, it's so ridiculous. So I don't even know, like, where to even uh, begin with that. But as far as the EVP, yes, 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 we need someone. We need someone that's respected, okay? Respected. So when you when you have a, a phone call with another team, and you have Trent on the other line or Balky picking up the phone or call, making the call, okay, some teams may not even field the call, take a message, or just hang up. That's Trent. <laughs> just say it. Let's say you know I said like I got said a voicemail. Yeah. This is Ozzy Newsom up in Baltimore, uh, uh Mr. Newsom. Uh, Trent is on the phone. Just hang up. Just hang up. <laughs> don't don't even answer the phone. Don't even answer it. You see nine oh four. Don't even pick up the phone. I'm yeah. not here. What but happened, if it's what happened a- to the
1: <laughs> uh the Spielman thing too, Derek? By the way, remember that was like talked about from Minnesota for uh weeks, and then that just like completely went
3: away. Is that is that guy coming here? You think, or is it just going to be why? somebody? Yeah. Why that's, that's the issue there is the EVP to answer the the gentleman's question. Is the EVP a a great yet? Yes, that's exactly what they need to do, but who that is respected among the league as far as front office personnel is going to want to take this job and put up with him. Okay. No, they're not going to, they're going to have to find someone that is going to want to, quote unquote, put up with him, you know, whether if it's a true EVP or if it's someone below him, an assistant GM, you know, so he can be more on field. Give me a break, dude. Um, No, I think that the Spielman thing just, you know, the the, the power struggle, the, the power struggle of what it would look like. You know, who knows what kind of, you know, terms uh Peterson worked out with the with the powers that be on what he what he would have control over as far as the draft. I can tell you this, no free agents are coming unless we do something. We're gonna to have to pay twenty million more to get someone's attention. They may, they may come, they, they may, they may, they may come. <laughs> well, you better not ever get in front of a, a police interrogation. the They may about come, the Jags, man.
2: They, <laughs> may come. They, they may come, you know, because of, you know, again, the NFL and the way that I try to, you know, kind of make it into like realization for everyone is that it's a job. It's their job. There's there's 32 of these jobs and 32 of these workplaces that are there. So everyone is talking. So if you have your free agents or your high, you're, your veteran leadership, you know um, you know, like 26 Griffin, if he's out there trying to lobby, you know, for, for some players and some other people that have come from Seattle, or that may be in other, you know, instances that he you knows that they may be looking for a fresh start, you know, that could be an opportunity as well. But I think a majority of the time, and I think a majority of the piece is, is that if the leadership, if they can remove and or add a layer to saying that, you know, you're reporting to the EVP if it if it is Spielman, if it is, you know, whoever, instead of you know, you're not having to deal directly with Bulky, then I think that'll take a little bit of the sting out. If there is a layer there, because there is some dysfunction there. And the dysfunction is stemming from, you know, Balky's relationship with the entire league. So if there are some things in place to take the sting out of directly dealing with Balky, sure, you may have to shake his hand as you're coming into the stadium. Sure, you may have to, you know, uh, you know, you, you may have to interact with him at some point while you're walking around work. We've all had that coworker we didn't want to have to, you know, report to or talk to or that boss that we just kind of just moved and kind of stayed away from, Um But if he is, and if Spielman or an EVP can come in and kind of, you know, pacify the situation between the team and the GM, then, you know, that could be a win. But then again, we shouldn't even be in this position right now to where we have to, you know, worry about the GM, you know, making sure that he knows his place and knows his role.
1: Did you guys hear that part of the press conference? I think it was actually like the last question somebody had asked Balky, you know, I think it was like, what have you learned uh, in your year with the your year or two with the team or throughout this process and his answer was like i i learned that like shad khan is like the greatest boss and owner and he's done such an awesome job And <laughs> you know i'm pa- i'm obviously paraphrasing and kind of being sarcastic and saying it that way but uh man that guy that was uh, that was such a, a butt kissing answer <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, if anybody didn't catch that piece of it, I think it was towards the end. But anyway, uh, kind of shifting gears from the, you know, sort of the front office and the coaching staff to the actual actual player uh, decision making. And we have two guys uh, with questions on Twitter that kind of hit on similar topics. So I'll sort of read them together. Uh, one is from Bo Austin at J Austin 0258 on Twitter, as well as Travis at TravJ at uh, sign underscore um and both Wait, of them were are you okay with that At sign underscore.
2: <laughs> you all right?
1: yeah sorry my uh these, my these special lizards. care these, yeah. these
2: people are typing in wingdings, you just gotta-
1: <laughs> wingdings. Think that's a throwback that's a throwback i remember wingdings. um yeah so uh he and actually his his name is trav trav dollar sign but anyway so he said what would you each of you do personally with the number one pick? And then Bo is saying, would y'all either take the number one overall pick like it as in draft a player or trade back for more picks. And I don't know. I, you guys can tell me because I'm not like some college football, you know, connoisseur knowing like who the top players are or anything like that. I barely watch college football, but I like the idea of trading back for more picks because we need more guys, more playmakers. So what's your, uh, uh, Derek, we'll start with you. What's your perspective on that pick uh, first overall, or potentially uh, grab more uh, draft capital uh, for later on in the, the
3: further rounds? Um, that's a, a, a tough question because as much as I would love multiple picks, it'd have to be the right situation to trade that and multiple early picks. So like one like if you go back let's say you trade with someone cuz there's there's multiple teams that have multiple first round picks. I think there's one team that has three picks. I don't have I don't have the list in front of me. But you'd have to get almost like a stay in the top 5, get a 5th and like a 15th or 20th for that. If there's a player that they want that bad. Now usually you don't see that when you see a DN and you know, DMS and uh, left tack- and tackles leading the way for possibly first pick. Usually, you see that when there's a quarterback out there that someone wants really bad. So, like Evan Neal, for instance. Let's say Evan Neal, who is a left tackle, he would look great in teal. We definitely need him because Cam Robinson's probably out the door. Um, yeah, that would be great if we picked him but is another team going to want to trade up five spots to get him that has multiple picks or 10 spots, whatever it is, and give up another pick Eh, for a left tackle? Maybe, maybe it could be, but it's not as attractive as it would be a quarterback. So uh, that, that, that would be a tough one. And I'd draft Evan Neal. Remember no block, no life. Okay. You already at wide receivers running the wrong routes. Okay, plus we had uh, offensive line that was patched up that couldn't block. So we're lucky that Trevor Lawrence didn't get hurt last year. Got to st- starts up front. I- I've always been a firm believer in that. Starts up front. Go get the offensive lineman. And if you get um, a, if you get a good deal, you get a good
2: deal. I'm using I'm using that pick to not only trade back. But then I'm also using that pick. I'm only using that pick to trade back and switch spots. So, for example, like, and I don't know Seattle's, um, their actual draft, like, capital or draft status or anything else like that. But just hypothetically speaking, I would, for that number one pick, I'm switching spots with you. I'm also grabbing DK Metcalf. And then I'm also taking maybe a three and some other capital from you as well. Uh, I'm using the draft this year. I'm using that number one pick as an extension of free agency to continue to build my roster. So I'm only talking to people that can that have people that can help my people. If that makes any sense. I'm only talking to teams that have, you know, that are in, you know, issues that, that are in cap trouble, that are in, you know, uh, situations where they have to offload somebody. And then you know we're willing and dealing on the on on the draft. Uh, I find a way to uh, keep Cam happy because he's been a serviceable uh, you know left tackle. Serviceable. Um, I find I find a way to continue to build the draft capital and continue to build the team through the draft, and not necessarily building through the draft. Like if if it's a situation where if it's one through eight, one through nine, maybe you know, I'm taking some draft capital for you, but then I'm also drafting someone like a Drake London, um, you know, from USC or, you know, some, some of the other uh, I'm not going D line. So I'm drafting a baller. I'm drafting somebody who can really come in and instantly be a plug and play player uh, and compete for a roster spot. Um, And if I do have a trade partner, um, you know, maybe a a Dallas with Amari with the, the issues that or not issues, but with DJ Chark possibly, you know, being on the way out, I'm trying to find and I'm trying to trade with teams and trying to trade with someone that can help me out and that can build my draft capital and kind of extend what the work that I did in free agency. Yeah. No, I
3: think it's, it's, <clears throat>
2: I would love I, the I I would love the dk i would love the dk situation if there is a way that they can make something happen um you know if if there is a player out there and again i haven't looked at any 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 you know numbers or anything else like that on our labs or anything like or sport track to figure out what contracts are or anything else like that but hypothetically speaking you know my trade partner is for someone where i can get draft capital and actual player and then still be able to Build within the draft with that situation. That number one draft pick is is very cut. It's the number one overall draft pick.
3: Yeah, but you got to look at who's out there. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, is there there the, the, there's no Trevor Lawrence out there this year. So there's a lot of good position players and a lot of good offensive linemen and some skill players definitely, but there isn't like the the that quarterback that you have a, a chance at getting. So that's why I'm thinking there may not be that quarterback, but there could be someone
2: like a Thibodeau, a Hutchinson, a Neal. One position where your team is one position away or one weak spot away, and they could be that 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 glue to get you get you going where you need to be.
3: It's funny you said that. So that's what I was just thinking about as you as you were speaking, and I got the list in front of me because I just you know I was like, okay, let me look at this. So the Jets have the fourth and the tenth pick. That 10th pick was Seattle's. I think that was the Jamal Adams trade. Um the Giants have the fifth and the seventh pick. That would be a dream scenario, but I doubt they would do that. Um and then the the Eagles, they don't have a pick till 15, but the Eagles have three picks.
2: Yeah, they got round. a lot of draft capital.
3: Yeah, they got three picks in the first round. Three in so, the first
1: round?
2: Wow. Yeah, three
3: in the first <laughs> round, fourteen or 15, 16. And 19. Dang. So, like I said, there's multiple teams with multiple picks. That's what I would go after. I think uh, – is that the only – are those the only ones? I think so. I think Miami – Miami Dolphins. Anyway, no, they don't because that's one of the Eagles picks. So, like, let's say if the Giants came to me or came to us and said, hey, let's talk about that first-round pick you're listening and you say, Hey, you've got two. would that happen? Probably not, but crazier things have happened. Okay, New Orleans traded an entire draft away to get one player about 16, 17 years ago. So, or, or no, it was longer than that. It was over 20 years ago, Ricky Williams. So front office people are crazy. So we have, you know, some that are crazy and trade all their draft and you have some that can't draft. We're unfortunately on the latter half of that. Um, we have all this draft capital, but it hasn't turned in anything in the last you know, couple of years. So we'll see. Yeah. This last one, uh, I'm going to
1: kind of do another combo here because um, it kind of hits on a similar topic. Uh, we have Colby Gerald at Colby Gerald 13, who asked about re-signing DJ Chark or letting him walk and then we have uh, let's get some ice cream at sub underscore swo, uh, Chris Godwin or Alan Robinson if we have the choice. One quick thing on chart because we were talking about this in the group text the other day. So it, I, it looks like he did delete all his Jaguars references. Is that the case now? He's pretty much saying screw you guys. I'm you know definitely upset and not coming back. <laughs> or you know what's the deal with that?
2: I mean this new the new that's the new. I'm not happy. That, that that's what it is. I, or that's the new, I'm a, like letting you guys know that I'm, you know, intending to test the market. That that That's what I'm taking it as. When you start removing some of those things and start, you know, unfollowing the social media and things like that, all that is <clears throat> to me is an attention grab to the organization and to let them know that there could be a stoking fire right there. We may need to check in and see what the deal is with DJ. And I think DJ is, um, you know, he, he's up for a contract this year. I think he's putting the Jaguars on notice that, that I'm up for a contract this year and not showing any allegiance and not showing any, Oh, you guys drafted me. I'm going to give you the hometown discount or anything else like that. I think right. that's what
1: he's doing. So what would you do? Would you re-sign them? <laughs> let him walk. And then the only reason to that? why, I,
2: the, yeah. the only reason why, the only reason why I'm re-signing strictly because the free agent pool is low. And before people jump in my mentions on Twitter, you got to look at it as far as Devontae, He's not leaving Green Bay. Green Bay. I mean, I, in my opinion, I don't think he's leaving. I think they—they—they—they're they're not going to. They'll let Aaron. They'll let aaron go. They're not going to let Devonte go. I just don't think he makes it out of Green Bay. If he does, shocker. Allen Robinson, Devontae and Allen Robinson are the two highest paid. Uh, are the two high targets and uh, for free agency from the wide receiver perspective. Um, Third would be Godwin, only because he's hurt. I don't know if the Jags are in the position right now to take a chance on Godwin coming back and 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 um, you know rehabbing the ACL. I, I don't know. They they're, they're just not. If they're in building and you know win now mode, or not necessarily win now, but building mode, you can't take a chance on a player like Godwin because he's you know he may come back. ACLs are not the way they were back in the day. But then again, you know, it's still coming off of an ACL tear. And I don't know if you pay somebody, you know, that much money coming off of an ACL. So that's three of them right there. The pool is slim. You sign them to approve it deal. And then you still target somebody else in free agency. DJ Chark signing him in free agency should not be your end all be all solution at wide receiver. A thousand yard wide receiver. I mean, he's had a thousand yards one season. Um, Number two receiver solid at most looking for number one money. And I really just don't see the production value on, you know, paying him, you know, and breaking him off on a mega 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 contract right now. I think you sign him only because again, the free agency and, you know, the wide receiver market is kind of low right now, but from there, you, you know, you, you just, you you, you can't put all your eggs in a DJ chart basket at this time.
1: Yeah. Derek, if you have the choice of re-signing DJ Chark or letting him walk, uh, let me know. And in addition to that, from sub SWO, as I mentioned, Chris Goblin or Alan Robinson, if you have the choice as a potential uh pair. Oh, I didn't up.
3: answer that. I didn't answer
2: that one. I'm sorry. The, the no, second question, the second question coming back, if if I'm taking AR or um Goblin, I'm taking AR just because he hasn't had a decent quarterback at all in his time in in the NFL. And he he's been able to make you know chicken salad out of chicken, you know. S. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm definitely taking an Allen Robinson over 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 Godwin. I love what Godwin's done, but with the injury situation, and things like that that's coming back right now. I would love AR to come back, but I'm biased.
1: So now, Derek, you yeah. got to use your Trent bulky voice to make your decision as the new general manager, <laughs> aka Batman. <laughs> Christian Bale, Batman. <laughs>
2: yeah, he sounds like Batman without the mask.
1: Not but
3: still oh, Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, hey, Jerry. where is he? Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Yeah. It's Trent. I wanted to look at doing a sign and trade for Michael Gallup. Hello. <laughs> Hello. He hung up on me. I can't believe it. <laughs> um. No. I, believe it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I will find you. I will draft you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Torn ACL not This This city needs a hero. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> you know, the crazy part about the DJ Shark situation is that, you know, he's still re- relatively young. He's very young. And I think that when healthy under not just healthy physically, but healthy mentally. That's, that's, I think that you take a look at that. Like the whole, like I, I could go off on a whole nother story on the whole Instagram thing. You know, these players, you know, who, who knows, but anyway. Um, point is he's still relatively young. we got a young QB. Is the market there going to be there for him? It could be it very, very well could be, but I don't think that we should give up on him so easily. I don't think he deserves top tier money either, but I don't think we should give up on him. Um, As far as like your, your Godwin's of the world and you know you got Godwin, you got Gallup, you got open Jay, you got Kirk, you got Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson ain't coming here. I don't care what anybody says. No, he's like, not. <laughs> he ain't coming here. We can talk about it all day, but he ain't coming back. Why? Um, Why? Yeah. I mean, he, he he has probably nightmares of Blake throwing those balls in practice, <laughs> throwing them out <laughs> of <laughs> bounds. <laughs> yeah. He probably still has nightmares about that. He ain't. Yeah, but here. none of those people are here anymore. I mean, it don't me. matter, man. You, yeah, he, he ain't coming back because although, like the internal, the internal mess of why he left. Think about it. When he left, the football team was good, and he still left. Okay, <laughs> let's think about that. Because it's a rare, (laughs) it's a rare occurrence (laughs) when we can say this. The football team was good when he left and he still left. All right. So now the front office is in the same position, if not worse. And the football team is bad. You really think he wants to come back? He already got paid by the Bears. Now he's trying to win. He ain't coming here. And every other wide receiver in that situation, we got a better chance of getting OBJ than we do of Allen Robinson. And the reason why, especially if the Rams went on Sunday, OBJ is going to be like, I got my ring. Now let's go get paid. Who's going to be dumb enough to give me a boatload of money? (laughs) Great. And the Jags, we can do it. We you could have the the uh, the Hugh Douglas deal. <laughs> hey, they can give him a crap ton of Shiba, okay, or Ethereum, <laughs> or Bitcoin, however much he wants to get paid. Ethereum is that is that Nas's new is that Nas's new coin? <laughs> <E-Ethrum>. <laughs> um, they they could give him a boatload of that, and he he would come here just because to get paid. I think he would come here before Allen Robinson just for the fact that we could pay him double, especially if he gets a ring. But no, joke. all joking aside, I think we should give DJ Chark a chance. I think they need to work something out, mend that gap. If Tony Khan is apparently stepping in from his AEW duties and, and, and saving this team, maybe, Shad, you need to look at transferring. Go ahead, get the state attorney out, the will attorney, whoever, and transferring this ownership to him. And letting him get going, like for real. Um, maybe you could send him in to talk to uh, to DJ Chuck because and and him and Doug don't bring, don't don't let Trent go. If y'all gonna meet on the yacht, Trent, you can't go. No, you, you stay in the building. Go jog around uh, the building, and no. everybody else, you know, try to talk talk to them and see if they can't mend that relationship because that'll be a shame if he goes and it, it, you know we don't have anybody else marvin jones jamal agnew um i think those I think are all solid
2: it, <clears throat> solid pieces i mean yeah, but we need there, there, we need there guys was exactly that's what i'm saying that's why i'm letting that's why i'm letting dj if i had the opportunity. To if I have really, really had it, I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna sign a prove it deal, but I'm still going out there. I'm still trying to get who I who I can. I'm still trying. I'm 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 still calling Green Bay. I'm still trying to get Devontae. I can't get Devontae. All right, great. And then I'm calling you know Tampa. I'm going to see what I can do with Godwin and see what I can see what I can do to try to grab him you know as well. But DJ is going to be on a prove it deal, and until Godwin gets healthy. Uh, depending on what i do in the draft and everything else like that 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 pretty much dictates you know if who's going to be around and who's going to be here for the next couple couple of days i mean you are a couple of years i mean right now there is room on the team for 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 improvement in, in the in the wide receiver room i mean we've got laquan treadwell right now who is laquan treadwell marvin jones uh jamal Agnews coming off an of injury i mean he's banged up so you, you're you're telling me right now that if if the team were to start run out there, the, the start the people that are on the roster right now, two of them are hurt. Agnews hurt, DJ's hurt. So you got Treadwell, you have um, the Marvin Visca. Jones, and you, Visca can't run around. He doesn't know where he's supposed to line up. I love him mm-hmm. to death, but he, he they need to put him in running back. They,
3: they need to put him in running back and tell him exactly where he needs to go. I think they should put him at some type of like. Why some why stem situation? Yeah, like and half that's what tight end, half like
2: back. Yeah, he doesn't know where he, he doesn't know where he needs to go. So as far as receivers go, right now, the only healthy ones we have are Laquan Treadwell and Marvin Jones Jr., who are solid twos and threes who are playing their roles in 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 the positions. For us to go out and get a number one, gotta go out and pay. I don't know if Devontae, and again. Devontae is the most attractive. I just don't think that he gets – I just don't think he gets out of Green Bay. Green Bay will g- give him whatever he needs. They will figure it out. But, I mean, he, don't, he don't make it. there.
3: He ain't going to stay there. They're going to end up tagging him. Okay. Aaron Rodgers leaves, goes to Denver. Okay. Because he's turned into a hippie. He probably, you know, <laughs> go to Denver where it's legal. Um and they tag him. They're going to tag Devontae Adams one way or another. They're not going to just let him walk. And they may double tag him. They may do that dumb rule, like uh, what's it called? The, the Washington did with Cousins years ago and double tag him to keep him there for two years. Um, tag him one year and then tag him again. I think it's what? The top 10, the average of the top 10 at your position the first year. And yes, then the average see, of the top five of the whole year. That, league, proved, that proves my point that he's year? not getting out of Green Bay. Yeah, so no, I I think that you know I I, I'm 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 in agreement with you. I think they got to work it out with DJs. Just that it's got to be it's got to be handled delicately, okay. Which means no trend. (laughs)
1: No one thing. uh, As we were talking, Derek, I actually tweeted at Tony Khan. uh, You're killing me. Nothing on Peterson because I feel like the he hasn't tweeted anything. He's up now. I know
2: that for, he's a vampire. Now these are his prime hours. He, you know, he's been doing, well, he's not saying anything.
1: And so there's all this stuff about like Mm -hmm. him being involved in the interview process, which is great, but it feels like the, the talk of like him taking over an ownership is like at least primary ownership because he is technically an owner, but um right now uh but it's almost like greatly exaggerated. He hasn't had one post or tweet or anything about the Peterson hire and the Jags are line one in his bio. And I it, I don't know. I just feel like it's disappointing how he's just basically just kind of completely banished the Jaguars from anything. Fulham constantly AEW obviously constantly but nothing on the Jags brand new head coach.
3: That yeah, kills there, me. yeah there there is some there is some um some concern there with him not you know being as social as he once was with the team, who knows if something happened um or if he chooses to move in silence with the jags and not not tweet or post anything yeah you know. <laughs> um maybe he got in Twitter jail by his dad after he had that spat with what's it call it um who'd he get with into Yon. it with help me yeah with Yana yeah. maybe he maybe he you know. Maybe Shad was like, look, boy, you ain't finna post nothing. But, Dad, I want to post we won the game. No, you ain't posting anything. Who knows? Uh, Me personally, I I like moving in silence. I like the Frank Lucas approach. Real G's moving silence like Lazana. Yeah, I like like the Frank Lucas (laughs) approach. So if he chooses not to post anything, then maybe it'll trickle down to the rest of the building so we can stop. Because the other 31 teams got to think we're outright ridiculous. With as much stuff that leaks or comes out or, or whatever from this team, they got to be like, hey, the Jags got the number one pick. Oh, don't worry, it's gonna leak. <laughs> hey, hey, so we'll no Who's? who's what, what, are, what are we doing at number four? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll know. Hey, the, hey, the, the Jags are looking at trading back to five. So let's get with those other four teams, the other three teams, and let's see if we can't hop ahead of them still, so we can get who we want. Because don't worry, it's gonna leak. Don't worry. No, um. As far as him not even posting anything positive, Corey, you're right. No, that anything. is concerning. Like yeah. anything positive, that's concerning. That. <laughs> um, but if he's if he's working and the results show on the field, he don't have to post a thing. Okay, if he gets involved and he just lets out one last tweet, "Hey, I'm involved in the process. Go Jags!" And then we actually start winning games. He don't have to post a dang thing.
1: Yeah,
3: you don't have to let nobody know nothing. That's it's what I've read. silence.
1: Well, it's like a unique connection to the organization, being you know his age, uh, with a lot of the average fan base. Um, you know, you can see the connections he makes with the fans in AEW and Fulham, and there's a lot of you know back and forth, and that's just I don't know. It's just an opportunity loss because he did a lot of that when the when the Con you know, family first bought the team, and then
3: uh, it just went away. I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, NFL is a little bit different. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, the uh, front office personnel and ownership group lets people get the best of them and then they, you know, or let their emotions, excuse me, not people, but let their emotions get the best of them. And then they end up, you know, tweeting out things that could, you know, possibly hurt you and make you, you know, kind of look bad. So that may be what he's doing. He He's probably, he's probably under some sort of gag. You know, hey, you can't say anything about the team from his dad. Because that was an ugly situation with the Ngakwe stuff. That was very ugly. shouldn't even get Shouldn't even get to that point. So eh. that was pretty funny
1: too, though. Remember that he was like, "You're hurting your uh, drought, your trade stock every single time you tweet."
3: (laughs) Yeah, and he was showing he was showing the team's hand to the other teams every time he tweeted. That's true. It was it was a given. It it was a given. That's what I'm talking about. Like you. This is it's a business, but it's a it's the NFL to me is a huge poker game. It's a poker game with thirty two players, and you cannot show your hand. You show your hand, other teams will take advantage. I watched uh,
1: AEW Dark, which is like their YouTube show, and I guess they were filming it live. In uh, well, filming it live, I guess that's an oxymoron. They they filmed (laughs) it in Universal Orlando. And I used to be a big wrestling fan back in the day, but, um, man, that was a dead crowd. And I know AEW gets a lot of hype and, and I'm sure they're really good for most shows, but that thing was dead silent. It's more lively in the library than it was in that, uh, in that particular thing that I cut on tonight. So, um, but kudos, I mean, I guess they're the only organization that's sort of like competing with WWE now, which is pretty interesting and cool. Cause they're from Jacksonville. So that's fun. Um, I, that's all the questions we have from Twitter. Those are, uh, some really, some really awesome ones. We'll have to, uh, kudos to JK three for throwing that out on the official at down by the bank account. Um, did not expect all those questions. That's really awesome and exciting. Uh, any, uh, final thoughts from you guys? I know we're going into the super bowl. You were talking a little bit about the halftime show, uh, which is pretty highly anticipated. Uh, any thoughts on the super bowl bets? Maybe I've, I've heard this is the most, uh, uh bet on game and like betting history or something like that (laughs) is that right
2: um excited about the super bowl or the the halftime show so i will for sure have you know my little snack plate ready to go probably with some uh a little bit of brisket maybe some wings queso dip um but and then as far as betting goes i don't know how i'm gonna bet yet i like to bet the prop bets you know, like is the national anthem going to be longer than like two and a half minutes? You know, those are the kind of things I like to bet on. And then I also like to bet on the amount of like the scores. So anytime touchdown from like Joe Mixon, uh, Jalen getting a, an interception. But um, overall, I do think the Bengals are going to win. Um, I, I I don't I can't provide like a num like a score wise go, but I think the Bengals are going to win. Actually, you know what? Screw it. I'll say. Um, I think the Bengals will win. Um, uh, let's say 20. No, 35. I say wow. 35. Actually, no, I'm going <laughs> to say 28. I'm going to say I'm going to say 28, I'm gonna say 28, 14, just something real, just simple out there. 28-14. I just think they. I just there's no way that the Bengals are going to go into this game knowing that the Rams have what they have on that defensive line and just try to stand toe to -to toe with them. They're going to do a lot of. I would hope they did a lot of stuff out in the flats with Joe Mixon. I would hope they did some you know some creative things with T. Higgins and uh, Jamar Chase. Um, and their defense, they just got to stop Cooper Cup but that's a tall task in itself. So, so I think OBJ is going to be too busy dancing and prancing.
3: Mean so, doing the gritty? Uh, what's, it, what's it called? The gritty? Yeah, the gritty. Yeah, he's doing the gritty. gritty. Yeah. So, <laughs> But
2: no, I, I think I think the Bengals win.
3: Um, I want the Bengals to win, but I just don't know. Standing up against that defensive line um, is going to be a very tall task because they're going to be ready. Like, they're, they're not going to get the 33-year-old Von Miller that's been playing all year. They're going to get Von Miller from six years ago. Oh, he's going to be juiced game. up. Yeah. And Aaron Donald, enough said. So you have to stop those two guys on that D-line. The rest of them are just going to be roaming free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt Jalen. You know, Jalen will probably lock up on, you know, Chase a couple times uh, throughout the game. If Chase gets going, That'll be the interesting thing. If Chase gets going, watch Jalen's temper tantrums in his body language because he's going to get mad and he's going to want to go man up on him and isolate him. And and then everybody else just played, played the team and I got him, played the rest of the team and I got him. Um, so I, I think the Rams are going to win. I was going to give it a score of like 31-24. It might be too high. Maybe 28-24. I don't think Cincinnati's going to get blown out, but I just think the the Rams' D line is going to eventually uh, take over that Bengals' offensive line because that's the weakest spot they have. And Joe Burrow's no punk. I think he'll he'll get knocked down. And he'll keep getting back up. So it'll be interesting to see. But that halftime show, man! Forget the odds. The halftime show. You can't go get your plate filled or go get your go go on a beer run. The halftime show. <laughs>
2: You gotta do all that. You gotta do that with like seven minutes left in the second yep. quarter.
3: <laughs> For all of us born in that generation of, of Doctor Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J., Eminem, Kendrick. I think they got someone else coming out. They said they were, they were gonna have somebody else coming out of, a guest. You know, it doesn't matter who it is with that lineup. You know, all of us, every every kid from this Gen Z or whatever generation, they' are about to find out what their parents were really like. Back in 1995. <laughs> 90, let, not, I, I, hey, when the, when Dr. Dre's first album, his first solo album, The Chronic, came out, i was going to show my age here. I was uh, 11 years old and my older brother had it. And man, you know, there, there's a man. <laughs> it, gets you, it gets you thinking. It gets you thinking, gets you reminiscing a little bit.
1: All right, so you guys are uh, pretty hype about that, sounds like. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That should be a pretty good show. Uh, the betting, I, I I'm not into any of that, but uh, hopefully, I'm just you know looking forward to a good game. Definitely cool to see the Bengals pull it off, just because I feel like that'll give hope for the Jags in the coming years, based on the records they had the two seasons prior to getting to the Super Bowl. So maybe that's the. Uh, the formula for us. will follow their model. But uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a follow, leave us a rating and review. Spotify also has rating reviews now. So if you're not on Apple, but you're on Spotify, give us a follow on there and also leave us a rating review. Google Podcasts may have that. I don't know, but if they do, please do that also on there and follow us if you're using Google Podcasts. And again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network and we'll talk to you next time.